broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Woodstock, Georgia. Welcome to Women in Business, where we celebrate influential women making a difference in our community. Now, here's your host. Hello, this is Lori Kennedy, and I'm your host today for Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. Stone Payton, our producer, is also in the studio with us today, and we are grateful to have you tuned in. Uh, today, we are interviewing Lee Meyer with Go-Getter, or maybe something else, uh, Melinda Cervic with Soul Designs, and Selena Metter with Century 21. Welcome, ladies. I am so glad that you're here, and I am going to start with you, Lee. Yay. Yay. Uh, tell me your business name. What do you do and how long have you been doing it? And I know that you have a couple different things happening because you have such an entrepreneurial, if I said that correctly, I don't even know, spirit and you just can't not, you just cannot stop at one thing. You have to do 23 and a half. So, um, that leaves a half an hour, like to go to the bathroom or something a day. Maybe I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, tell us about what you do. <laughs> Thank you, Lori. Thank you for having me on. I feel really honored to be asked to be a part of this. It's a dream. Um, when all of this started to be in this place. So I'm super grateful. Um, I own go getter personal assistant services. And what that is, is I do personal and business assistant services, mainly for small business owners in my community. That could range from helping them on a personal side, whether it's home management or getting their home under control from an organizational standpoint, to helping them fit intermittent needs that they may not want to bring somebody on full time in their business, but they are drowning and they are low on bandwidth and they need somebody to come in and kind of help relieve some of that pressure. So I've done basic um, kind of admin duties, office office organization. I do interperson networking for businesses. I market products. Um, really, it's tailored to each specific client, and I love to find out what their pain points are and how I can help them. And you get rid of old Hawaiian shirts out of my husband's closet. He's still, Danny's still mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I also do a videography business. We specialize in wedding and events. It's called The Highlight Reel, and I run that with a partner um, out of Cherokee County. Awesome. All right. Melinda, tell us about you and your business and what you do. Well, I want to go to work for Lee. <laughs> I now. know. I know, right? That sounds amazing. I would love to organize people's houses. I have no problem throwing things out of the closet to to the point that my husband stays mad at me too. Um, but anyway. <laughs> That's why I hired her so he'd be mad at her I know. Of me. That is so smart. <laughs> I helped marriages. I saved so marriages. Smart. <laughs> so smart. Um, I own Soul Design. Um we are an interior design firm that specializes in model homes and show houses for builders and developers. Um, I've been in this business uh, working for other people uh, for about 12 years and then in residential construction because that's what we're focused in for longer than I care to admit these days. Um, but it's been about 25 years now. Um, it, I absolutely love residential construction. And at periods in my career, I've thought – 
I want to do something else. I want to go here. I want to do that. And every time I try to get out of this business, I just can't. And I love it so much. And um, Soul Design was born in 2019 when the owners of the previous company I worked for retired. And my husband said, what are you doing? You should just do this on your own. You should have done this five years ago. What is your problem? And I'm like, I'm so scared. I can't do this. Um, But he helped me see the light. And we started it. And here we are um, in our official third year. um, And things are going great. So it's a whole lot of fun. We've we've migrated into more residential design as well for individuals, which was not something I thought we would do, but COVID has kind of spurred that. Um, and it's been it's, it's just a lot of fun to enjoy the journey. And I yeah. too am honored to be here with you, Lori, Aww. one of my dearest friends. I um, miss you so much. Like we used to work together, everybody, <laughs> and so we saw each other every day, and we had to have girlfriend coffee time every morning because. The industry was tanking at the time, and it was stressful. So we talked about Jesus and (laughs) how we could depend on uh, other things outside of ourselves to sustain us. So it was – I miss you. I know. A really transformational time in both of our lives because you Mm -hmm. were down the road of marriage and kids, and I was single, and it just was – really unique. I learned a lot from you. Oh, thank you. It's so valuable (laughs) to have a friendship like that. It's kind of like we don't see each other for months or even years. And all of a sudden we're just exactly where we left off. It's just very cool. It's just awesome. Selena, tell us, hi, tell us about you and your business and what you do. So I am Selena Metter with Century 21 Connect Realty. The office is in Roswell, but I base my business mainly in Cherokee County. And then, of course, I have helped uh, some of my clients move from Douglasville to Dawsonville. So, But I mainly focus on Cherokee County. Um, so I'm a realtor, so most people know what I do for a living. I sell houses. Um, and I focus on uh, helping people buy and sell houses and... Uh, Mainly to people who like to live indoors. So that's what I do. (laughs) I think that you do more than that. And I'm going to challenge you to give us a little bit more about like, like I ran across you doing so many things in the community. Like your name was popping up everywhere because you were drawing people together. Like that seemed to be a gift of yours that you just wanted to bring people together. Tell us about like how that works not only how that feeds you personally, but how that works in your business as well. So my background is actually in dance. I used to run and operate dance studios. I did that for 13 years between Texas and California. I also used to work for Disney World and uh, just being in the entertainment wait, uh, wait. world. She worked for Disney World as a character, y'all. <laughs> okay, I, sorry, was, go ahead. I was friends with Chip and Dale. <laughs> I was friends with them. Um, they are, they're, they are quite, um, they're quite entertaining. <laughs> Chip is a big flirt and Dale is just kind of his, uh, his silly sidekick. <laughs> Too funny. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. You're good. You're good. So, um, coming from working in entertainment and just seeing the light in people's eyes, whenever they see something that they like, they see their favorite character, they understand a dance step. Just seeing that light bulb go off in the kids' faces is the world to me. Since I had moved from, 
I was in California whenever I moved here to Georgia five years ago. And I knew I had to get into something where I could see the light coming up in people's eyes again. So when I got into real estate a little over three years ago, I was like, this, this is what I get to do. And guess what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be driving around and uh, showing, you know, nice couples, these fancy houses. And that's what real estate is going to look like because that's what we see on TV. It's not, it's almost not at all what actual real estate looks like. Yeah. You um, spend about 80 to 90% of your time of your working hours marketing. How am I going to market myself? I am, I feel like I'm a pretty unique person. Um, I know that I have charm and I'm very approachable. So how can I put those aspects of myself out into the community to help the community? And I was sitting down with my broker one day and he was like, Selena, who are you going to help buy and sell houses with? I'm like, I really don't know. He's like, what have, what do you like to do? I was like, I like to help people. And he was like, you know what, Selena, I don't think you're the type of person to be in the office making cold calls. He's like, that works for some people. I don't want you doing that. I want you to get out there and meet people and make them like you. And I'm like, well, well, that's easy. He's like, that's your job. So I was like, okay, who am I going to be working with every day? And he was like, what do you, what do you like? Who do you like to help? I was like, well, I really like helping other like-minded people. And he's like, you have a business, right? I'm like, yes, I do. And he's like, okay, help business owners. I'm like, okay, how do I help business owners? He's like, you got to figure that out. I was like, okay. So what I did was I went onto Facebook into the search and I typed in Canton business. The very next week was going to be the very first Canton business club meeting. I was like, oh, there's about 35 people that said that they're going to this. I'm, I'm going to go to this. And uh, that just started my whole journey into networking. And I found a hashtag uh, that is community over competition. And that's very fitting for me and for my business because that's that's how I am. Whenever I meet another realtor, I'm like, awesome. It's so nice to meet you. You know, tell me about your business, tell me about your clients. You know, how can how can we help each other grow? And with community over competition as the base for my business, it doesn't matter if our businesses cross paths, if they never cross paths. Because I know so many other business owners, I now have somebody that whenever I'm talking to a client and they need something, whether it crosses real estate or not, I know where to send them. And that's right. what networking has has brought me. So I operate on community over competition. And uh, like I said, I love meeting other realtors. Doesn't matter if I'm a realtor, if we ever do business you know, together, if we're ever uh, co-oping on a deal, it doesn't matter because I know that person. That's that's the warm and bubblies to me. It's because I know so many different kinds of people. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, tell us who is in your household. I have myself. <laughs> I have an eight-year-old little boy named Waylon who is big into baseball and reading and sports and all of the boy things, um, including lots and lots of dirt and rocks that are in my house as well. <laughs> uh, I just got engaged. A couple of months ago, or about six weeks ago. Thank you. Uh, so I have my fiance, and we have uh, his 18, 19 year old pity mix dog named Max. That's awesome. What about you, Melinda? Tell us who's in your house. Um, I have my husband of um, about 
13 years now, yes, um, and two sons, 10 and 12, so I have a lot of dirt and rocks in my house, too, um, <laughs> and a dog, Quincy, uh, who is two and a half, golden retriever. She's a COVID dog. We we jumped in, took the plunge with yeah. every other household <laughs> in America and got a dog during the puppy shortage. Um, Whoever thought there would be one Exactly, <laughs> there was. <laughs> Um, my husband also is an, an entrepreneur and I say also reluctantly because I don't feel like I am. I have become one. Um, he is the entrepreneur in our, in our household. He does, uh, sports consulting. And then Brady, my 12 year olds big into golf. Um, and my 10 year old is into baseball. So, uh, very active, fun. We're in the honeymoon stage with our children. They are still precious and wonderful. Aww. They love us. We love them. That's awesome. It's just terrific. That's awesome. Oh. So sweet. Lean to that as long as possible. Yeah, yes. yeah I know. Uh, yeah, anyway. I know. <laughs> Lee, tell us who's in your household. Okay, so I have two girls. My oldest daughter just started high school this year, so I'm officially the parent to a high schooler. Um, it's so crazy because we just did our walkthrough of the school. And when I went, I was like, I just left high school. So how are you here? I, I'm so confused, but, uh, her name is Annabelle. She's my oldest. And then my youngest is Scarlett. She's in seventh grade and it's just us girls. And we just have a really special relationship. Um, I feel really lucky to be their mom. They have been super supportive of me in business and it's helped develop our relationship in different areas and I get to involve them and it's just really special. And even though they're girls and they're older, I still have dirt and rocks in my house (laughs) because they are always bringing in stuff and playing outside. And I love that. I love that they love to do that. So I don't think our houses will ever be clean until they're out of the house. (laughs) So I am curious, um, both ladies have gone in a little bit more in depth about how they got started or why they got started. I want to hear that from you as well. Okay. That's actually funny, Selena, that you brought up Canton Business Club as an initiating point of your kind of business networking launch, because that group um, also holds a very special place in my heart. Um, Back in 2020, I was still in my corporate job. I used to do risk analytics for a large company and I was very unfulfilled in my job and I because I love people and I don't want to be behind a computer. And I always wanted to start a business and I thought, what am I going to do? Like almost praying like, God, what gifts do I have? What can I go do? Um, I just didn't know. And, but what I did know is that I love people. I love helping people. And I wanted to find a way to make that work. And I started seeing all these services becoming really popular back in, I would say, 2019, I noticed the Instant Cart, the Uber Eats, all of these convenience things. And I noticed that we live in an area where people do have some extra disposable income and they are very busy. So they have the opportunity to pay somebody else to help them with these tasks. And so I thought, well, I used to be a stay-at-home mom and I did everything, and that's a lot of stuff. Um, It's very valuable to keep a household running and and to help people that are busy in their career with that. And I thought, I wonder if anybody would hire me for that. So I had found Canton Business Club, and it's funny, at the time I was in a relationship where I was not supported or encouraged, and I was actually told that attending that would be a waste of time. What am I doing 
um, just really discouraged from going forward in it. And I went, I did not have a business. I did not have a business name. I didn't know what exactly I was going to do, but I went to the group and there was probably around 30 or so people there at the time. And I told them that I said, I'm really here to be around like-minded people. I want to be around entrepreneurs. I want to learn from you all. I want to learn how you got started. I want to find my path to be an entrepreneur. And they, everybody clapped, like which I was not expecting. And I say that only to say the encouragement that came from that room and from these people who now, years later, are, have become some of my dear friends and clients and you know all of these things. They changed me on that day, and I've told them this, and I cried at a meeting and told them this, because they were the first people that really believed in me in my life and supported me to go do this business and to let go of that fear of, I don't know if I can, I don't know if I'm good enough, what do I know? You know, all those things that you think, and they, I never looked back from that day. Um, I just felt so supported by my community. That's awesome. That is awesome. I think I was there that day. Were you? I think oh, so. Wow. I do remember that. Okay, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's really awesome. <laughs> you got to be part of the change of her life. Yep. So uh, let me ask you, I'm going to start with you, Melinda, because I've seen some posts on your social media where you and your whole family are like out somewhere serving meals to the homeless or you take them all like tell us about how you're using your influence in the community and I love seeing you teach your children to care about uh, those that are less fortunate so tell us a little about that oh that's a great question that is a huge family mission for us in fact we have named ourselves the cervic sunshine soldiers Um, which was super cute. The boys love that when we came up with that name about five years ago. Um, My husband, Todd, is such a humble and wonderful human, and he believes in putting others before yourself. And we've always just both, we love helping people. And I think that's probably what's common about all of us in this room today, it sounds like, is we all just genuinely care about other people and helping them get from point A to point B. Um, So volunteering was just something that was ingrained in our relationship from the very beginning. Um, And then when you see small children, like really getting so excited about it and asking and wanting to do these service things, it just, you know, it just makes it that much easier to make it happen. Um, and since we had our name, Serving Sunshine Soldiers, we kind of had committed to that role in in our world. Um, we've actually implemented it as part of Soul Design. Um, giving back is a huge part of our company and our mission in the world. We give back a portion of every job that we do to the community. We pray about which, you know, where we should put our money. And it's so funny how God lands very interesting things on our plate that you're like, well, I didn't really think that was something, but but God has spoken through us as to where he wants us to place that emphasis in the community. Um, but I really we, think I need an example. Um, well, <laughs> Don't y'all want to hear yes, an example? So again, like we, after we finish each job, um, we always take a portion, even if the, the profit of that job was not so much that was a commitment that I made when I started the company that I just wanted to do God's work when, when I could, you know, I wanted to be able to, to give back to the community. And so, um, 
for instance, there was a there's a mission at our church called Good Sam. It's a, a inner city farm um, where they grow food for people that live in the un you know the poverty stricken areas of Atlanta where they can't get fresh food, and they have created wow. okay. this garden that supports people to be able to eat healthy because eating is so bad in our country right now, and and yeah. people. The, the less money you have, the worse you are forced to eat because that's what's affordable. Yeah. And you can't get fresh produce and fresh things. And so Good Sam has started this garden, uh, the farm. And it, again, we heard about it at church. And I said to Todd, that's it. That's that's where God wants the money to go. I just know it. You yeah, know, I just awesome. feel it. And it's really it's an awesome feeling. And every time it has been brought to us like that. But we also share our giving with our employees too and we asked them to identify a place that they would like the money to go so we had a big project about a year and a half ago and there was a a larger amount of money that we were able to give away so we shared that with all of our employees and we let each person choose something that they thought was really important to give that money to so it's just so much fun to give back i mean you you always say you know when you go on mission trips or when you're volunteering, you get way more out of it than the people that you're volunteering for. And a life of service will will never go to waste. That's so awesome. Well, are you being mentored and are you mentoring others? And what does that look like in your life? I am being mentored. I have a spiritual director, a lady at my church, and this is another fascinating um, story. In 2018, on a rainy Sunday, we went to church, and we had a new pastor at the time, and this was probably his third or fourth sermon, and we really liked him. Um, and he was giving a sermon about, think about the people who've made the biggest impact on your life. Think about their names. And think about there's gonna think about names that pop into your head that could be influential for you in your life. And this name of this woman popped into my head, Sue Allen. She's a member of our church, but I had never Lori, I think you might know this story, but I didn't know her personally. She had a blog that I had been reading for about three or four years, so I I knew of her. And I'm thinking, whatever, God, like <laughs> Thank you for that name, but I don't know this woman. I don't know how she's going to have an impact on my life, whatever. Um, fast forward, she had groups that I could have gone to and attended, but I blew off all the, re- you know, I don't have time. I didn't do it. Too busy, too this, too that, all the things. And finally, in 2020, um, she did an Enneagram course. and <laughs> That was the one you invited me to. <laughs> yes, and I was sucked in because I love all things personality, you know, let's peel the layers, figure it out. Like I love the research. That's what I love about design, our design company. That That's the part of it I love the most is peeling the layers back and figuring out what direction we should really go with a project. But there's Sue Allen. And then I got very close to her through that Enneagram course, started going to other women's courses for her. And now she's become my personal spiritual director and has really mentored me through a, a an interesting time in my life. I lost my mom um, last year, and that was really transformational for me because she was my best friend. And Sue has been instrumental in in helping me through that journey. Um, and so that is m- who's mentoring me. And I have a girl who's been in my life since 2013 that had come to work for the other company who I have been mentoring with her Um for that many, how, almost 10 years now. 
and adore her. And again, it's just such a joy to feel like you can share your experiences and those people can benefit, hopefully kind of like with children, that they can learn some of the things that you've you've already been through. You've already walked that Absolutely. path. So and she's a blessing to me. I learn again, I learned just as much from her now. Yeah. As I feel like she might have learned from me in the early days. So Yeah, that's awesome. Selena, tell us about mentoring in your life. Are you mentoring anyone? Is anyone mentoring you? What does that look like for you? So at my office we've got um our broker who is uh, probably one of the most humble people I have ever met. Um, you would never think that, you know, somebody this humble has got the resources to back him up to help out the agents. And so his, the way that he operates his business is, you know, there at the office is how can, how can we help our agents succeed? And what do I need to provide? What can we as as a team, so he's got his staff, what can we do as a team to help out our agents sell more houses in less time? So anything that we can take off of their plates, how can we take that in-house so that they can go out and just go out and meet people, go out and talk to people? So that's having that behind me, and behind the rest of the other the other realtors at my office is uh it's it's inspiring and it's also motivational to to know that he has all of these resources there at the office for us so that we can go out there and just do what we need to do so it's like i said it's inspirational and it's also motivational to get out there and just get out and meet people yeah that's great. Lee, I want you to tell us a couple things. I do want you to answer the mentoring question, okay. but also uh, for the what you're doing in the community, I, I know you do a lot of amazing things, but I'd like you to focus on the video stuff for the city, like what that looks like. Okay. For me, I've had, um, since I've started this, I've had several people that have been in my life. Uh, I don't know if you could exactly call it mentor because it's it's not consistent on like a planned basis, but they are people that have invested in me and have been there for me and have just really coached me through learning the ins and outs of beginning a business and what to do and what to look out for and how to protect yourself and, you know, how to work through some obstacles that, that come up. So somebody in our community that I, I really owe a lot of thanks to is Bronson Kurtz. He's one of my best friends. Um, he, took me under his wing literally the day he met me. And at times I wanted to be like, let me just not think for a minute, please. Because he was so informative and so pushing. And I needed that because I, I was very in my head about what I was doing. And he, I don't, I really don't think I would be to the place that I am without his support all of last year. Um, he means a lot to me. And so that's somebody that comes to mind. And we're, we actually work out of the same office sometimes. So I see him all the time and, and that's great. Um, tell him I said hi and tell him we might have a client for him. <laughs> yeah. Me up here. He's great. He's, he's good. He's very good at what he does. He owns a wonderful IT company in Woodstock. Um, and then as far as the city goes, um, we don't have, we have not done paid work with the city. So I want to make that clear, but we love doing videos of events around our community. We don't, 
profit off of them. But what we love doing is showing how great our community is, showing all of the people in our community, um, just showing the events and what a great job the city does for all of our residents. And um, we also do in Canton as well, just all over Cherokee County. We just love to be able to show people what an awesome place we live in and let them feel that experience through video. Selena, tell me about a mistake that you made in business and what you learned from it, how you fixed it, you know, just give us the story. So what I have learned um, over the past probably year, year and a half is to not let the negative comments and the negative influence get inside and keep you from succeeding in what you know that you've got to do in your business. Yeah. So that's that's what I've had to to learn um, and just just flush it out, flush it out. You can listen to it all day long and it just it gets in your head and you, you can't listen. You can't you can listen to it um, if you've got to be in that atmosphere, but you can't you can't let it get to you. Brush it off and just keep doing exactly what it is that you know in your heart is how you build your business, is how you uh, operate in your personal life. So every aspect of your life, operate it on the way that you want to operate it and not let the negative thoughts get into your head. That is a very good advice. Thank you. I need that today. <laughs> I think I needed to say it out loud too, right? Oh to my goodness. It. Can you just like text that to me each morning? I can, like just as a reminder. (laughs) Um, Melinda, what about you? Tell us about a mistake that you've made in your business and what you learned from it. Um, It's a great question. I love yours, Selena. By the way, how true? Um, Change the channel. I I often Mm -hmm. say that to my kids in 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 that same vein. Um, I think my biggest mistake, and my husband agreed with me when I I did posed this question to him earlier is that I didn't have enough faith in myself from the mm. beginning. Wow. Okay. I let fear drive me. Um, all the, the, the gloom and doom, what ifs, the negative, the negative, mm-hmm. the ne- it's very similar to what you're saying, Selena. It's a, it's a really, it's a change of your mindset to, to have faith and to believe that what you're meant to do and what you're meant to be will, it will happen. If you'll just go down that road, um, yeah. and it's scary because the road is so unknown. But even you said it, Lee. I mean, how many people you had no confidence because no one believed in you until that group, and it's just it's so true. Like, and how many people out there are living under that little rock, and how horrible that is because of all the great things that could be in the world if they would just have the faith. Absolutely, yeah. that's so good. Lee, it's your turn to answer that question. <laughs> is it my turn? Um, I This is a mistake that I made when I very first started my business, and I learned a lot from it. It has helped. Um, and that is, and this pertains especially to what I do because it is so personal and um, it is me. I took on a client that I knew just because a client says, yes, I want to hire you does not mean you are always a right fit. And I had to learn that the hard way. Um, I took on a client that is outside of Cherokee County, not my normal realm, which is all local, small business owner. 
I took on somebody that was more of an executive level um, living in Atlanta that had very uh, unrealistic expectations based on what we had agreed to. And I knew in my gut that this was not going to be a good scenario for me to continue, but I stuck in it for about six months because I thought that I needed to learn a lesson and I needed to learn how to work with difficult people and I needed to develop a thicker skin and I needed to do this and I needed to do that. And then um, one of my dear friends, who's also kind of like a mentor, he said, why are you teaching yourself this lesson? What, what are you going to learn from it? Because this is outside of your comfort zone. It's, it's breaking you down. It's taking away from your clients who fill you up and who you do great work with. You have this one thing that is, it's dragging the rest of you down and you've got to cut it. And that was a really hard thought to have to let somebody go because I'm so grateful for every client that I have, for anybody that wants to work with me. It just felt weird to tell that person, this is not a good fit. But the minute that I did that, I had just a huge weight lifted off of my shoulders. I felt, I felt re-energized about my business. My, my light came back and I was approached probably a few months after that with a similar situation of somebody that reminded me of that, um, type of client. And I was very confidently able to say, I think you need to work with somebody that can give you full one-on-one time and we're just not a good fit. And I, I now can see what is going to benefit not only that, you know, that person, but what will benefit me and being able to grow my business and, and be maintain my sanity, (laughs) which is important. Yes takes all kinds to make the world go round. And there are so many different kinds of people. And, you know, us as business owners, we have to understand that, you know, not every person out there is the right client for us. And we're not the right person for them either. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's especially like, that's important in all of our industries, but uh, a lot of us like Melinda, for example, her, she deals with a whole company. Whereas you, for example, Selena, as you, Lee, are dealing one person to one person. And I know that, you know, like a 50-year-old couple looking for a house might have a different need than a 20-year-old single male looking for a house, you know, and and that might require somebody different to help them, to best help them find what they need potentially, mm-hmm. you know. And so I love what you shared earlier about your concept of cooperation uh, because there truly there's enough business for us all. And if you're doing your job, well, you're going to get your share of it, right? For sure. Um, What do you, Selena have a message that is for women specifically? I keep doing the do very simple. Keep doing the do you can't stop. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you can't let those negative thoughts, you know, like, am I pretty enough? Am I, um, am I smart enough to do this? Am I, do I have the right education to do it? Keep those negative thoughts out because you know what you're doing. Just keep doing it. Yeah. Melinda, do you have a message for women specifically? The same. It would just be the same. Get it, girl. (laughs) Get it, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Lee, do you have a message for women specifically? Is this supposed to just be an encouraging thing or like a life lesson thing? What, Whatever your heart tells you to say. My biggest thing for, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's woman specific, but anybody is find somebody who can remind you of who you are 
and what you are and what you bring to the table. And anytime you are feeling like you are on that rabbit wheel of the self-doubt and the negativity and all of those things that keep replaying, find whatever it is that you need to pull yourself off of that wheel. Um, whether it's an encouraging something that you listen to, whether it's a best friend that reminds you of all of those things, but actively seek that anytime you feel that. Yeah. I feel like, you know, I know we've heard this, we become like the five people we spend the most time with. Mm -hmm. I was about to say that. Like, I feel like we need to be intentional about who we choose to spend our time with. Absolutely. And that because we want to spend time with people that make us better, you know, that people who are already where we're trying to be both personally, emotionally, business-wise, whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to seek, which I guess is why I ask a mentoring question because I want to hear all the things, right? And I, I, I learn from these. Every single time I come in here, I have this whole page of notes I take with me. It's like a counseling session. <laughs> <laughs> For those that uh, if you can't find the people, the physical people around you to be around, the five people that you were just talking about that you most want to be like, if you can't physically find those people, you can listen to them. Get them on audiobooks. Uh, find those books that you can listen to. So when you're driving in your car on the way to work, you are becoming part of that person or you are getting connected to that person, right. even if you're not physically around them. Yeah, learning Absolutely. from them. Great For sure. Great point. What are some misconceptions about your industry, Melinda? Oh, everybody thinks interior design is so fun. Yeah, I oh, do. It's awesome and just great all the time. It's not. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, well, of course it is. I do it. <laughs> I know. I chose to stay in it. Of well, course it is. But every business has sticky points that are more difficult than others. What are the ones that are that people, you know, like the misconceptions about your industry, what are some of the realities of things that you have to do that aren't as fun? Well, they think it's easy, you know, like what, what color should I paint my wall? And they think you can just spit that out like in 30 seconds. Agreeable gray. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a pretty good color, Lori. You know, I could tell you've been in this business. Agreeable gray is super strong. Um, but it takes a lot of thought. And, and what we do is putting lots of pieces together and making sure they relate and they're cohesive and they create harmony. Because I know you've all walked in a house where it didn't feel harmonious and it didn't have that good juju. And that's it's just because the elements got mismatched or crossed and, and maybe you didn't explore things holistically like you should have. So it's not this magic wand that you just flap and it's poof done. Ta-da. Yes, it it ta- <laughs> would, and TV makes it look like that. Yes, which Selena, you, you said that too. Yes, like it just doesn't happen like that. So understanding, getting people to understand that this is a process and this is a a journey that we're going to go down and we're going to get there, but it does take the peeling of the layers and the understanding and the learning because your lifestyle plays a part in what we're going to want to put together for you. And, and all the things, um, it, it's just not a one shot and, and they wouldn't be happy if it was a one shot deal. Cause yeah. they probably tried that and that's hence why they're coming to us. <laughs> so I have point. a personal question. Oh, okay. You know, like the cobbler shoes, uh-huh 
or oh oh is my tell house. me about your house <laughs> <laughs> well um, i mean you got two boys bringing sticks and rocks in it's too funny um and of course i've picked a white couch um because who wouldn't have a white couch in the middle of raising two boys and now a dog the dog by the way has been the most destructive of anything in my home uh, not my children um i believe that yeah you know it's just crazy um I want to redo all of it, Lori, right now. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I'm seeing what's new, what's next. It's my life all day, yes. every day. You wait until your kids are a little bit older. I know. And I keep telling myself that. And that's <laughs> another thing I have to say to myself is it's okay if I don't have the best and the freshest. People aren't judging our talents and our abilities by what our house looks like. Because you're right. The cobbler the never has shoes, his, yeah. only, his own shoes. Yeah. I mean, my car runs. That's a praise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> then maybe not the way you you just did one for your last client. Um, I want new drapes. I want a new sofa. I want a new rug. I want a new coffee table. Yeah, it'll come. I'm sure Selena wants new houses. Like you see all those houses all the time. You're like, oh, I'd like to have that one. I <laughs> I actually like the older houses. Do you? Because I see I see the bones of a house. Mm. Yeah. And how can I? you know, paint the image for my clients of what the house could turn into whenever it's their home. Y'all, I'm seeing a TV show right here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right here. The three of you, I'm seeing a TV show. Like maybe you come design our homes and then we'll do, you know, something for you. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll just, yeah, I don't know what I came down with. We'll, we'll just love you. Oh, we'll love no. You. I need, I totally need help with the purge. <laughs> Believe me, I have plenty of clothes that you need to say, Melinda. It's got to go. It, out of style now. We play a game. It's called the yes or no game, and you have about two seconds to decide. you got to go with your gut. I read that book. Wasn't there a book about that? There's been a lot What's about that. What's her name? My mom had me read it anyway about the if you do, if it doesn't bring you joy, you that's need to. That's Marie Kondo. Yeah. Yes, that's mm-hmm. the one. Right. Well, poor Lee got blamed with throwing a shirt away that was misplaced. Lord, yeah. And I took up for you. I said, I did, well, I took up for me. I, I said, I knew better than to throw that shirt away. I did not throw that shirt away. And I did not tell Lee to throw that shirt away. We found it somewhere. I don't remember where. It was My me. son probably borrowed it or something. <laughs> so I totally forgot where we were. Let's see. Misconceptions about your industry. Lee. So I don't know anybody else that has a personal assistant business. Um, I've actually never been in that realm. So I don't have a lot of insight on what other people deal with or misconceptions as a whole. For me personally, the biggest misconception people have about me and my business is that I just do organizing. And that is my fault because I have a social media aversion. I I don't like posting about myself. Honestly, I need to hire somebody to do that for me. It's very difficult for me to constantly be posting about myself and It's just an uncomfortable thing. So what I have posted is all organizing. So people think Lee is an organizer and I do, and I love organizing, but what I want people to know about me is that the core purpose and soul of my company is to help small business owners. And I have a lot of talents that can be used to help them um, just take things off their plate, help them brainstorm with things, help them market and network their business. My goal is to help them grow and to achieve and be able to do more, not just keep their space organized. Selena, misconceptions about your industry, my dear. Oh, this one. So 
most times people think what a realtor does when it comes to selling is selling a house is you come over, you put the lock box up there, you put the sign in the yard and disappear and the house will sell. That's not at all what happens. There kind of was for a little bit, just for a smidgen <laughs> of time. For a smidgen of time. Um, so that's a major misconception. Um, behind getting that client to be able to sell that one house, how much time did you spend with that client? What what time did you spend? What money did you spend to get that client? Um, for me in my business, I don't spend a lot of money on gaining clients um, or earning clients is what I like to say. Um, I spend a lot of time with people. So, uh, you know, getting out there and just meeting people. If if you like me, great. You know, we can do business because there's that line. I forget who says it. You only do business with people that you know, like, and trust. Um, so we don't just show up and put a sign in the yard and, all right, it'll sell. That's not you know, that's maybe 1% of what happens. Um, another misconception is, uh, oh, we'd get to drive around in an S-Class Mercedes and go look at fancy houses all day with this nice couple that wants to buy these big fancy houses. That's not what real estate is. There's so much more, there's so many more houses than just the fancy ones. And the people that live in the not fancy ones are, you know, and there's a huge, um, there's a range. How do I say it? There's, there's a spectrum of what people think of fancy houses. Like for me growing up, I grew, I grew up poor kid in Texas. So for me, if I grew up no, thinking that if you had a house instead of, you know, a mobile home or a shack that, Oh, you were rich. So yeah. that's what I thought growing up. And then I, now I live in a house and I'm like, wow, like the, you know, I'm living the dream. I'm living what I thought was rich as a child. So there's a big spectrum as to what a fancy house is, but I digress. Um, it's not just driving around and showing nice couples a fancy house and they pick one and buy it. Uh, that's, you know, less than, you know, just like on the seller side, it's like 1% of what I do. <laughs> what are the greatest challenges that you're now facing as an industry? As an industry, it's, um, Gosh, there's so there's so many different ones. Different. I kind of think of it as when you have a stone or you have a, a diamond. There's so many different facets to it. Um, what I guess mainly what I'm finding is um, educating the people who think that they're educated on my industry. Wow. Okay. That's that's mainly what it is, and I guess putting it in a way that they they understand it where they think that it's their idea on how on how the industry is. Does that make any sense? Do you need to come work at an automotive repair shop? <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of people who think they know how to work on cars. They've looked mm -hmm. it up on YouTube. Right. Right. <laughs> yep. So say that again. Educating Educating people. the people who think that they're educated about your industry. Mm -hmm. I think that's what so I said. That's so good. That's mm -hmm. so good. Uh, Lee, what about you? What are the greatest challenges you're now facing as a business or industry? My challenge is just figuring out how to grow while being full force in it. I have been um, 
really contemplating that all year. I'm, I'm deciding on my next steps. I'm deciding on, do I just stay myself because I do have another business that I love that is growing, that I love putting my support in. I'm just kind of still in that, in that place where I'm still figuring out exactly where my path is going to take me. I can help you with that. (laughs) You are the best with that. Best business advice giver ever. (laughs) Melinda. Oh, I think we all face that as a small business. So ours would be similar to Lee's. Like, yeah. when do you put the pedal to the metal and, and go full in um, yeah. on the growth? It's it's a scary thing because you get to a point where you have more work than you can do, but yet you don't have so much work that affords the next person. Exactly. There you got to think you got to go back to the faith. I know. That's where we're that at. That dang faith. That dang faith. Well, and the affording the next person is also needs to be the right person if they're going to be facing your customers. Oh, and for so sure. that's so hard to to make sure that you're uh, in a place where the people that the next people that you trust with your customers uh, and your clients are the right people. Yeah. And we, we, we definitely deal with that as well. Um, finding the right people to come in. I, I have always said, I want to work with people that are my friends absolutely, and that I love because there's that level of trust there and there's that level of comfort. And, um, I want to keep that, uh, the, the whole energy of what created soul design the yeah. same. I don't want to change it, but for our industry specifically, and you guys are, are, are this is no surprise to you is our shortages. I mean, for yeah. us, like we just can't get things fast enough and products have escalated in cost. And what we were able to do last year at a certain price is now 30% different. And that's, yes. that's just, kind of baffling to I think we're all we're getting there because people are finally seeing the inflation in all different areas of the world right so it's not as shocking when we tell them that but it's it's been a difficult uh obstacle for us yeah same for us not only getting parts but getting them to us and and then of course they just the prices are just out of the Right. Out of the world, out of this world. Um, okay, we're going to start winding down. And so I'm going to start it's with... Just getting good. I know, right? <laughs> Poor Stone probably has another meeting, though, at some point in time. He can't sit here with us all day. I think he's having fun. Uh, I think he is, too. I am. <laughs> um, how, Melinda, how can others get in touch with your business? Oh, well, we are on Instagram at souldesign09. Uh, is one way. Also, our website, souldesign.design. Uh, we have an, a connect with us tab um, that you can send to us. So those would be the two best ways to find us in the world. Awesome. How about you, Miss Selena? I am on uh, four major uh, social media platforms. So there's the Facebook, the Facebook, there's the Facebook, there's the Instagram, there is LinkedIn, and there's YouTube. And uh, so those are the four main ways. And then also um, you can find me you know, in downtown Canton, in Hickory Flood, in uh, downtown Woodstock. Um, I'm in... I'm in lots and lots of places. You're very active on social media, too. Mm-hmm. She's gather, She's a gatherer of of people to do things together. Mm-hmm. Like, like you'll find something that you think is a good thing or a fun thing to do, and you'll get all these people to go. And I think that's – I can't wait to – I haven't joined yet. I wanted to last <laughs> night. They did karaoke. They did, like, live band karaoke. Oh, you'd be so good at that. I, it would be so much fun, but we had plans. I couldn't go, but um, Next really, time. yeah, I want to do that. That Next one time. sounds amazing. Lee, how do people get in touch with you? 
So I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well. You'll find me under Go-Getter Personal Assistant Services. Um, on my social media, I put my actual phone number. It goes directly to me. Um, I very much deal on a personal connecting level. So anybody that has any questions or is curious about if I could help you, um, feel free to call, text. And um, like Selena, I feel like I'm always out and about because I love my community. So I'm sure I'll run into people at some point. Okay. And I have one last question for each of you. And then we're closing down. What is a tip of your trade? Who wants to answer first? I had that. Yeah. This is Melinda. Um, I have two tips real quickly. So for interior design, a lot of people try to just look at what should I do in my kitchen? What color faucet should I get? What color cabinets? What color countertops? I always encourage, and most people are probably there now, but find a photo that you love that really is the end, your end goal and work backward from that. It's always easiest if you start with the end in mind and then find the elements that go with it. Now you sound like Stephen Covey. (laughs) Well, hey, (laughs) I've read that book. Another great one to read. And the second quick one is when you're mounting window treatments, always mount them closer to the ceiling, not just at the top of the header of your window because it makes the room feel a lot larger. Selena probably knows that Mm -hmm. one from walking in and out of so many houses. Helps the room feel bigger more spacious. I love it. We just did that. We changed some of our colors, probably got agreeable gray or something. Uh I don't know. Uh (laughs) And, uh, and got longer, uh, panels lines so that we're yes, panels so that we could put them up higher. Yep. Smart words are hard for me. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You're writing a podcast. I know. Right. That's why I write it all down. (laughs) Tips of the trade. I'll give, and this sounds kind of counterproductive because I said I don't want to just be known as an organizer, but the most asked question I get from people is about organizing their business or their home, and they want to know, how do I start? I feel so overwhelmed. Um, Everything needs organized. What do I do? And so I tell people, you start with one thing, one drawer, one cabinet, one closet, Wherever that is, go to the thing that bothers you the most, that disrupts your life the most and stops you from having some sort of flow in your home or office. Um, So start there. And the feeling of accomplishment you get by completing one small step oftentimes is enough encouragement to keep going and it empowers you and you just feel better when you see these things come together. So start small and just keep on moving. You got a tip for us, Miss Selena? In real estate, whether you're buying or you're wanting to sell your home, um, interview, talk to me, see if I'm the right fit. If I'm not the right fit, I'm completely okay with that. I would rather somebody say, hey, I just, you know, it's just not, you know, not quite the right person for us. Okay, great. How can I get you in touch with the right person? So interview. Yeah. Talk to me. Well, my husband last night was, uh, he YouTube is his friend. I, he loves watching YouTube videos. I can't. I, it's so hard for me. But anyway, he ran across one about how to get your car to go three hundred thousand miles, right? And so he's watching that. And really, it's all about preventive maintenance. So uh, a lot of people forget their preventive maintenance. And uh, so I encourage you to keep up with your preventive maintenance on your vehicle so that it can go further and treat you better and not strand you on the side of the road. I actually took a class called preventative maintenance in college. Mm -hmm. It was one of my elective credits that I could take. Good job, girl. 
Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today on Women in Business, powered by Business Radio X. And until next time, this is Lori Kennedy reminding you to keep learning and growing. Thank you.